You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Speak Your Style. Joining us today, we have Twyla Brown from Arm Confetti. Hey, Twyla. Hey, ladies. How are you? Good. Good. So glad to to have you. I know. I'm so excited. You're fresh off of a vacation. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm still feeling really good. Rest and, and relaxation does the soul good and the children have not undone the relaxation just yet. So you're getting well, a fresh saying something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, tell the world what arm confetti is. Yeah. So arm confetti was really kind of an accidental business. Um, about a year ago, actually, I had kind of a pivot in life and job circumstances in the pandemic kind of changed. And I found myself at home with my two kids and um, really looking for, you know, something fun to do, a creative outlet, and also trying to live in a new budget. And so I kept seeing, you know, fun bracelets on people and loved like the personalized bracelets that people had. And so I thought, I bet I could probably make one of those for myself. So I ventured out to the Hobby Lobby and looked at different supplies and you know that was kind of where it all started and I bought some things and I'm like is this dumb I thought you know I can always like take it back if I decide that I'm not really going to try to make myself a bracelet um but I I made myself a couple of bracelets and I took a picture because I was really proud of the finished product and I started having friends comment and say like oh my gosh where did you get those and who made those for you and and where did you order those and I was like, I actually made them myself. And so um, I started having friends ask like, oh, wow, would you make that for me? Or, you know, with my child's name or my husband's name. And so it just kind of like snowballed into an accidental little business. And, you know, before I knew it, it was the holiday season and I was making, you know, Christmas gifts for people and stocking stuffers and the orders were rolling in. And so here we are almost a year later and, um, And I'm a a legal official business up and running. So, (laughs) well, Twyla, I remember going to coffee with you about a year ago when all of this was happening because you were leaving the retail world, like you said, because the pandemic was having some effects on on that. And then you were starting this. And so it's wild to think that it's already been a whole year. I know. Yeah. And you know, it's so good. You say that I appreciated so much you taking time and just like the, the girlfriends and the female business connections that I've made throughout the years, you know, who have kind of rallied and encouraged me and cheered me on. I have one good friend, um, Susan Brown, who's out of Louisville. And, you know, I had talked to her when all of this kind of started and was like, you know, I'm not really sure like what I'm doing or what's next. And she said the wisest thing to me, she said, well, whatever you do, she said, ride the wave. And so it's so funny because so many times I've looked back and I've been like, hey, Susan, still over here riding the wave. (laughs) And so it's kind of been our joke back and forth. But, um, you know, it's so great to have other women in my life that can be mentors or just encourage me or answer questions when I've had questions, you know, through this process of trying to create a business. And so I really appreciate that. And I enjoyed so much our time together. Um, are you talking about Susan Brown from For Pete's Sake Pottery? She's one of my favorite people. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I've only met her once at a at an Emily Lay book signing at Draper J. Yes, yes. I kind of fangirled on her, but I was so excited because I'd been following her on Instagram 
for so long. So that's funny just to hear you say her name and that she's been such a help to you as a mentor and kind of confidant, I guess. She is phenomenal. She's one of my favorite people. There's one thing that you could tell our listeners that you have learned in this first year of business. Um, Any tidbits or any pointers? What what could you tell? I would say, don't be afraid to try things. Um, Even if you have no clue what you're doing, like, you know, if if you have a passion or something that you want to create, you know, figure it out, like Google it, read about it, watch videos, research it and and then let that um you know come to life before you and and like I said you know and my good friend said ride the wave so when you find your thing and it seems to be working like ride the wave until it doesn't work anymore um but I definitely think like if you have an idea or an inspiration I think you need to like chase it down because you know that's that's planted inside you for a reason so let it grow there is a quote that's on your Instagram page um, that I really liked and I've got it here with me it was don't call it a dream call it a plan that you had put on your Instagram page and I really I really liked that yeah I mean I think that that you know it just kind of goes back to that like you know we've got those ideas inside of us and and they're part of who we are and it's how we're wired and so like make it happen make it into a plan don't just let it be a dream in your head Twilight, you're so inspirational. You always like post the most fun things on your arm confetti Instagram or, you know, just in general, I just think you're a really like peppy, upbeat person. So um, anyway, I was just sitting here smiling and forgot that I was supposed to be talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that's a huge compliment. So thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are, you're just very upbeat and, you know, really into everything that you're, that you're doing. And so on that note, when you've gotten orders from people, like what are some of the things that people are asking you, like the words or things to put on their um, their bracelets from Arm, Arm Confetti? Yeah, usually it is, um, because I kind of always say it's like wearing a little celebration of like who or what matters most to you. And so a lot of times it's, you know, their spouse or maybe it's like their anniversary date or their children's names. Um, but you know, like one of my big things is I always pick a word or at least, at least one word (laughs) for the year this year I had two words. Um, but you know, so at the beginning of the year, I had bracelets that I kind of dubbed like my intentions collection, like what was your intention for the year? So people will have like a word that maybe is just, you know, close to them through a season of life. That's really, you know, something they're meditating or centering themselves on, um, And then also we just have like fun sayings. Like I had a gal who reached out to me. She's like, I find myself always saying to my coworkers, I need a margarita. Can you make me a bracelet that says that? (laughs) So we made, I need a margarita. And I posted it and I'm telling you like random people just started saying like, hey, where do I get that bracelet? (laughs) So we've made quite a few, I need a margaritas. We've got some rosé all day. So like fun quotes, you know, that, that just are, fun little celebrations you can wear, but then also words and people that really, you know, are near and dear to your heart. I feel like I need a margarita bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) When you go, um, you know, when you think about starting, you know, the process of making your bracelets, how do you even choose, you know, I know you've kind of went over like your words or the sayings, like how do you choose the beading and the material and and all of that. I don't know. I, was, the times that I've been into Hobby Lobby and different places like that, I get on my mind, okay, I want to do something. And then I'm still overwhelmed with all of the choices, yeah. all the different color beads, all the different type of beads. How do you even, how do you get started? 
A lot of times I will ask the person I'm making it for, you know, do they have like an idea or inspiration kind of in mind? Like, you know, are they wanting something they can wear every day? Do we need to do neutrals? Do they want it colorful? Um, sometimes they'll look at pictures on my Instagram page and say like, you know, make it exactly like this, but just with this name or this word instead. Um, but, you know, I try to have kind of conversation about, do you like silvers? Do you like golds? Do you want it to be more neutral, black and white? Um, and then for the beads, you know, we have like just colorful, fun, faceted beads, but there's also some more special, um, like a little more sophisticated look like the rose quartz and halite and some wooden beads, things like that. But, um, you know, I really can kind of do anything, whether it's, you know, a custom idea that you have in mind or materials specifically, or we can just kind of work off of inspiration of, of previous bracelets I've created. I'm with you, Sasha, like to look at all those beads and all the colors and like the wood, the plastic, you know, what kind of bead do you do? I think I would just be paralyzed and not be able to ever pick anything. So <laughs> there are times that I make something and take it apart. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I guess. There are the ones that get taken apart, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like I just start putting it together and like, I don't know, it just kind of comes together, comes to life. So did you know how to make bracelets like this or did you just watch a video or how did you even decide you were going to do this? Cause I don't think I'd know where to begin. Absolutely not. I had no clue what I was doing. That's why I was like, you know, I bought all these beads and supplies and I'm like, what am I even do? like? I just dropped 40 bucks on beads and I don't have a job. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I was like, well, I'll keep the receipt just in case I don't make a bracelet. Um, but yeah, no, it was just one of those things where I just started kind of playing with the beads and I put together the ones that I made with my boys' names on them. And, um, and it was just fun. Like it was just kind of fun to create and design and experiment. And uh, the one thing that really, I was like, okay, how do I make a knot and have it not show? And so I was like Googling and watching YouTube videos of different knots that people use to really secure the bracelet. And, you know, how can we put this together and kind of conceal the knot, that type of thing. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's just been playing with it and, and being creative, something I didn't even know I had in me. So <laughs> now for our listeners, um, with your bracelets, are they mostly a stretch bracelet or do they have clasp? Are they one size? Like, how do you, that's one thing I was always scared about when I thought about making something was how do you know how to correctly make a size bracelet? Because it seems like everybody has a different sized wrist so typically stretch bracelets are always easy because you know they'll you can manage with those versus like a hook and a clasp kind of thing so or maybe you can talk about the construction yeah sure um so they are stretch bracelets because like you said that is a lot easier to um kind of guesstimate you know sizing there are times where people will say you know like i have a really small wrist or i have a larger wrist and so some people are more comfortable providing measurements and so you know that gives me some guidance but there's kind of a, a general sizing that works for most, kind of a one size fits most. <laughs> so that's usually what I work off of unless someone specifies, you know, that their wrist is really small or a little bit larger. Um, but definitely having that like stretch bracelet gives a little bit of um, wiggle room there. Great. So going back to kind of the business side of things for a second, because I've been marinating on what you said about this ride the wave advice. So knowing that this is kind of your first entrepreneurial venture, like real talk, how has it been riding the wave? Like, cause waves have ups and downs. And uh, so I'm just really curious, like your, your opinion and your experience with going through a pandemic, starting a business and trying to just ride things out. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like for me, 
there's the nights where, you know, I've been up like making a crazy amount of bracelets and I'm so like pour the glass, the glass of red wine and you're like, all right, like we're pulling an all nighter. Um, and, and you're, you know, just making bracelets like a mad woman. And then the next week there's nothing. Um, you know, one thing that I've definitely learned is that I see a correlation between Instagram posting and response. And so, you know, those weeks where I've seen, you know, less response, I look at, you know, cause I kind of, I go back and I like analyze my, my life and my business. And so, um, you know, I'll see like, gosh, I didn't do a lot of posts that week or, you know, I didn't you know show anything new and I didn't have very many inquiries. And so kind of tracking and seeing that correlation and just kind of learning as I go, like learning what works, what people like, what creates the engagement with people, how to reach new people. Um, you know, speaking of Emily Lay, one thing that I did was, you know, there were a few people that I find very inspirational that I don't know. Emily Lay, I've met her, but like, I don't know her, know her. She's one of those people um, that really has inspired me and, and her books have been, you know, really encouraging and helpful to me as, you know, a woman and a mom and an entrepreneur. And um, so I had sent her a bracelet and, you know, just a little card just saying like, you know, thanks for all that you put out into the world and that type of thing. And she posted on her Instagram, um, the bracelet that I had made for her. And so, I mean, there were like so many new followers that picked up after that. And um, so that, you know, if Emily Lay ever hears this. Thanks, Emily. That's so <laughs> plug cool. in another woman. But yeah, so, you know, I think just being creative, um, being strategic, and that really wasn't like to try to like get a post or followers or anything. It was just reaching out to someone that, you know, I admire um, as, as a businesswoman. And so that was really great to see that happen. But, you know, I think, really my biggest aha has been like that you know posting and engagement and staying active is really important um because when i'm not i don't see a lot of you know interest or or inquiries or orders come through but i'm always looking for new ways to kind of grow the business um kind of also to that point my niece um who is 12 stayed with me this summer and so you know we were out shopping and i took her to some of the local boutiques and things like that and she, you know, she calls me Tata since she was a baby. She's called me Tata. And she's like, Tata, you need to try to sell some of your bracelets in one of these boutiques here in town. Like she's, you need, you need to do that. So like, that's one of the goals that I have for this fall um, pre-holiday season. But I think just, you know, always looking at how can you expand your, you know, exposure and reach new people and just kind of stay active and, and out there. That was a really long answer. <laughs> That's okay. We like long answers. Social media engagement, I feel like is one of the number one things that, you know, you learn about in your business and it's, and with social media, it's always changing too. So it's like, when you, when you think you've got a little part of it figured out, then it's like, okay, it's completely changed to something else. So it's one of those things that I feel like people really have to work on it every single day, even if it's just a little something just to get that one piece of engagement or one conversation started with somebody. So I think that's a great bit of advice for anybody that's listening that has any kind of small business. I think you do a really good job though, Sasha, of like your engagement stuff. You have your Facebook groups where your customers are involved and you ask all kinds of questions. Like you're asking about if we had a potluck, what would you bring? Like these hypothetical things and everyone's answering like what dish they're going to bring to this event that's not even happening and everyone's on there (laughs) responding. And then, you know, you posted the other day about you going fishing and then, and of course you post, you know, stuff you have in the shop too, but 
Um, I just think you do a really good job, especially with having the store closed for this past year of just staying in front of people on top of the twice weekly lives that you're doing. So um, I think both of you guys, Twilight and Sasha, you guys do a really good job with that stuff. It, it's been a, it's been a challenge, but I think once you kind of find, you know, the avenues that you can really get a conversation going with people. Um, and you can really get in that engagement and you can really let people know like, hey, you know, this is, this is me and, you know, I may be selling you a product, but, you know, I want to get to know who you are, what you like. And so with, you know, the Facebook group and asking questions and getting those conversations started, you really get to know who your customers are. And I, I really think that that's something cool with any kind of business. That's true. And I'm bringing a dessert to the potluck PS. And by the way, I'm always the girl who brings dessert. <laughs> because I really like dessert. And so there needs to be a good one. Oh, you're a good friend to have because I really like dessert too. So yeah. we like dessert. <laughs> Invite me to your potluck. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here. I keep reading everyone else's answers and then not answering because I'm stressed about what I would put on the list. <laughs> anyway, it's funny. My, my imaginary potluck, which we will definitely be having a sash and bow potluck when the shop opens back up. But I mean, man, we're going to have a feast when we do. <laughs> Nobody's going to fit in those clothes they're going to buy because they're going to eat all that food. <laughs> anyway, we digress. But um, well, so Twyla, I know that there's a lot more going on with you and your business than just making bracelets. Um, so talk to us about that because it sounds like you have some exciting things coming. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I always really enjoyed in my retail career um, as a leader was, you know, developing people, helping people identify like what they wanted and then helping them, you know, achieve whatever it was, whether it was, you know, they wanted to grow in leadership or they wanted to go into visuals or whatever, you know, whatever little fire was inside of them was understanding like, what are you interested in? What are you good at? And how can I help you achieve your goals? Um, so, pivoting out of retail, that was something I still wanted to do was you know, help people identify what it was that they were going after and helping them achieve it. Um, so I've had the opportunity to work with several small businesses that are either like in the kind of um, planning phase before startup, or maybe just after they've started up and they're getting their you know feet underneath them. And so that's been really cool to be able to do some consulting in that way. Um, and I think I've shared with you earlier, I just had filed my LLC recently. So it is appropriately called the confetti empire, um, because I'm just building my little confetti empire over here. I love confetti. Um, I used to always joke with my teams, like if it was socially acceptable, I would just walk around like throwing confetti in the air because it's happy, but <laughs> some people just don't like confetti. They think it's messy. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so one of the things that I did um, at the beginning of the summer was I hosted a workshop for um, ladies to come in and we did a lot of fun things. We created their vision boards. Um, we went through some exercises and worksheets first to help them identify even what to put on that vision board. So, you know, what do you want most? But also we took some time to talk about what's great in their life that they need to protect also because you don't want to lose what's already good that you have in you know, the chase for that dream, whether it's entrepreneurial or it's a fitness goal or it's you know, a spiritual goal or whatever. Um, so we did some of that like planning for vision boards, that type of thing. And then we um, transitioned then the rest of our time together into kind of strategic goal setting and accountability with yourself and how you do also some st strategic scheduling 
um, on the weekly and monthly basis so that you're actually achieving those goals. So like, what do you want? How are we going to break it into little bite-sized chunks so you can actually accomplish it? And then what are you doing to kind of follow up with yourself and hold yourself accountable? And, you know, it all kind of was born from this time last fall where I was like, had these ideas and things I wanted to do, but my days were just like running over me. Like I just was not accomplishing anything. And I'm like, I am a savvy person. I can set goals and achieve things. Like I win, but I am losing at my own personal life. And so, you know, it was like that aha moment one night where I was like, I need to like run my life. Like I did a business. And so I started doing that, you know, calendaring, like I did in the retail world and, um, you know, having kind of like strategic planning sessions with myself. And then, you know, like in the retail world, we do like, you know, post-holiday or Q4 hindsight meetings where we talk about what worked and what didn't. So like, I started just doing that with myself and my planner, um, you know, looking at like, okay, what did I try to achieve? Did I, did I not? Why, why not? And then, you know, kind of taking that and learning from it, you know, either a best practice go forward or like, what can I do different next time if that didn't work? Um, so running my life like a business is, is what I call it. Um, and so we work on that in the workshop as well. And I have different templates and things like that, that, you know, will help people kind of stay on track and keep working through it, you know, post event. And so I'm super excited. And actually, I don't know, um, I'm going to announce later this week, so I don't know when this is going to post. Um, but you ladies are hearing it first. November the 4th, I'm going to be hosting a girls night out to the confetti at the blushery here in Lexington. And we're going to have both a live and a virtual component. So if people are out of town or maybe they can't attend and they want to, you know, have the, the recording of the event, they'll be able to do that. But it's going to be a really fun night. And I think it'll be good going into the holidays before everything gets crazy. Um, or even maybe, you know, pre new year where you're kind of recalibrating your life. Um, but I'm super excited and you ladies heard it first. So <laughs> that's exciting. It sounds like it'll be a lot of fun and also very practical and helpful, not just fun and no, no benefit there, but I'm a planner. So you're speaking to the, the psycho planner tendencies. In you love your love language, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love to look back every project we finish. My, I ask my team, what do we do? Well, what can we do better? I mean, I wear them out with it. So I totally get all the questions and love them that you're talking about. I feel like it'll be a great opportunity for, for women, especially with the pandemic and everything that everybody's been through. I think it'll be a good time, you know, to start planning. Maybe, you know, you haven't had the time to plan or you've been overwhelmed with everything else that's going on. I think it would be a good opportunity to actually take some time for yourself and make those plans and write those things down and, and set your goals. Yeah. You know, I think that everybody's had time to kind of pause and time to reflect on like, you know, what has, like, what matters most to you? What, what things did you gain maybe during a slower pace there for a second that you don't ever want to lose again? Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of people have been inspired to maybe have entrepreneurial dreams that they're going to, you know, try to make come to life or, you know, even just reprioritizing, like whether it's their family or their friends or a hobby. Um, so I think it'll be beneficial for that, but also in a world where it feels like we can't control anything, <laughs> it helps you at least feel like you can, you can at least control like, you know, what it is that you're going after and the steps that you're taking. Um, so hopefully that's beneficial to people because I know that, you know, that was a big struggle for me last fall was just feeling really out of control. And, you know, I didn't even have control of my days. It didn't feel like I wasn't accomplishing anything. So um, I hope it helps people 
feel a little more grounded in that respect. I think you're right though, um, that either people are coming up with these new businesses out of necessity because they were laid off or company downsized so they had to start something or because they did slow down and they had this extra time and came up with this you know creative ventures or these side hustles that they wanted to do and so it seems like we're just seeing um, a whole new crop of businesses come into the world and people just getting out there and kind of trying their hand at, at something that they've been dreaming about for a while. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think, you know, I, having been in the retail world, like I love to shop <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm, I love looking for those, those small businesses and, and those, you know, things that have been you know born in someone's basement or, or guest bedroom and, and trying to support that dream. Uh, and you just see so much love and joy come out of their products that you know, can kind of be void in, in the large retail space. Yeah, you are right. Now, we didn't really talk much about what you did in the retail world. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I think your experience really lends itself to you coaching other people to do things. And I just think it would be good to hear from you as far as what your path was to get here. Sure. Yeah. So I was the director of retail most recently for Draper James, which is Reese Witherspoon's lifestyle brand. Um, and so it was really awesome to be a part of a startup brand. When I joined the brand, I think they were only, you know, a couple of years old. And so it's still really lean and scrappy and you wear a lot of hats. There's a lot of visibility into all of the different um, you know, departments of the business, which is, you know, I think probably it was the greatest growth opportunity I've had professionally, just because I got to um, be involved in decision-making, whether it was around like design and and giving that feedback and seeing it then, you know, come to fruition and be, you know, product on our sales floor or with the PR and marketing team and thinking through campaigns and what was going to work. And that engagement through social media was, you know, such a big thing and getting to kind of know our customers through that. Um, and then, you know, obviously the team building and recruiting and the leadership piece among the retail stores, I think, you know, I'll always have such a big place in my heart for brick and mortar. I love, you know, the experience of shopping and the way that, you know, you feel if you've had a great experience. Um, and so it was so great to be a part of really defining kind of the, the atmosphere and the experience and, and the kind of personality, if you will, of our brand and, and the way that our customers thought about us and felt about us. I just think that's really cool. It's a cool story. And, um, you know, I've known you for a while, so I knew what your path was, but not everybody has, uh, has heard that same info. Yeah, it, it was definitely my favorite, um, professional experience to date. Um, and so, you know, I don't know what's, what's next for me, if I'll just keep on, you know, running the confetti empire, or if I'll ever end up, you know, working for someone else again, but I just thought, you know, after having such awesome opportunities and learning so much, I wanted to try to put it to use because I've spent my whole life working really hard for other people. And so I thought, why can't I take this knowledge and these skills that I've developed and work really hard for me? So yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> well, last year, um, when you were still with Draper James and I was teaching my um, soft skills class at the University of Kentucky, um, you were kind enough to meet with one of my students who wanted to get into retail management. And I mean, she came back 
just full of information. She said, you were so good to her and you taught her so much. I mean, it was just a conversation, right? But I think that you have so much to give to people and especially people that want to learn. Um, And so I just always remember that, just how, you know, that student was so excited and just filled up from everything that you were able to tell her. Yeah, no, you know, like I said, like I've always enjoyed helping people figure out like, what it is that they like or they want that they're good at and then helping them kind of, you know, move in that direction. And so, you know, that was definitely a, a, a highlight, you know, being able to help up and coming college girls kind of figure that out for their next steps as they were entering into the workforce and kind of growing their, their careers. <laughs> Sasha's having some technical difficulties, so I'll just keep on talking. Um, one funny I'm usually thing, the I- one... <laughs> Yeah, well, that it's always something, right? When you're on Zoom, just technical stuff. It's raining outside. You have to hold your computer just right or something. So um, one funny story I always think of, Twyla, and I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud publicly, is do you remember when I came into Draper James and I tried on a dress and there was a batch of dresses that had bad zippers? And I, unbeknownst to me, that was one that I put on and Sasha, I got stuck in the dress. Um, it, it fit fine. The zipper just failed us. And I'll never forget, like my husband came in and tried to help me. He couldn't help me. The sales girl tried to help me. And then next here comes Twyla with the biggest pair of scissors I have seen in my whole life <laughs> and cut me out of that dress. <laughs> I was- mean, oh. Those dresses were mortifying, like that batch. It was so awful, like, because you weren't the only person it happened to. I don't know what the, the defect was. I'm not a zipper girl um, to, to understand what could possibly go wrong with that. But yes, you were not the only one. It happened in all of our stores to multiple women and it was awful and I'm sorry. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. And I was like, thank God, like I knew you, you know, like it wasn't just like, oh my gosh, this random person just had to come in and like do surgery on me to get me out of this dress. Cause I wasn't walking out of the store in it. <laughs> no shame girl, no shame. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm glad you shared that Liz. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you would appreciate that having a dressing room in your own store and just, you know, that stuff happens, but it just was one of those things I thought, Oh my Lord. And then my husband was like wigged out. Cause he's back in this like women's dressing room and he feels like he's not supposed to be there. <laughs> it was just, it was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a thing. <laughs> would you care to share with our listeners where they can find um, information on arm confetti? Sure. So for Arm Confetti, you can visit my Instagram page and it is arm.confetti. And if you're interested in the Cuba Confetti Workshop and Girls Night Out that's upcoming, uh, you can visit my website for registration for that. And that is www.twylabrown.com. All right, Twyla, we have two more questions for you. Mine is describe for everyone uh, your home fashion like in a word and a phrase, how would you describe that? My home fashion? If I could, I would live in Emily Lay's house. <laughs> same, same. Oh my gosh. I like, I love that like kind of coastal vibe. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty traditional. There's a lot of blues in my house, blue and white. Um, not necessarily because of like UK, it wasn't like a blue and light that way, but, um, but you know, those, those blues and navies and whites and, um, 
I don't know, do you call it transitional? Is that, is that my style? It's kind of like that, like traditional meets modern. If I could pull off like that coastal beachy kind of vibe, just lightly woven through, that would be my, um, my dream, like home decor. Yeah, that, yes, that's exactly what I'd call it is transitional and it sounds beautiful and coastal. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, how would you describe your personal fashion style? That's a good question. I feel like it changes. I'm one of those like eclectic, like chameleon kind of people. Like one day I feel like I'm boho and then the next day I'm preppy. (laughs) Um, It kind of depends on my mood, but I would say like, you know, I'm a J crew kind of girl, like, like that, that casual preppy relaxed look. Um, but also like the comfy, easy, you know, look of just, you know, like soft worn out denim and, and a really nice t-shirt. Um, so I guess it depends what day you catch me. Cause it could be sparkly too. I like the whole chameleon thing. Yeah. I mean, I just, I've never been one to commit to just one like style or, you know, when people say like, what's your favorite color? I don't have a favorite color. Like I say sparkle is my favorite color because I do like shiny sparkly things, but, um, but yeah, it just kind of depends on what I'm doing and, and the day and my mood. You can start saying confetti is your favorite color because it's multicolored. You're right. <laughs> I might adopt that actually. <laughs> we are available for hire for marketing consulting, Twyla. It's fine. It's fine. Thanks. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you for joining us and talking to us about all that you have going on in your confetti empire. It's always a treat to get to chat with you. And we're excited to, to share this conversation with everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. That was a, a fun surprise when you reached out. So yeah, it was nice virtually meeting you too. You too. We'll meet in person one of these days. <laughs>